0: Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people, and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well... I will find out, and like the people, all the people who are, who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work.
1: you think you know your notes okay great what was the last one you had gwen who was the last person Uh, you interviewed
0: yesterday i interviewed a adventure cam oh yeah uh that's probably the most recent one well it is cool I interviewed a beekeeper and it came out on Monday.
1: I saw that. I looked at it on YouTube. Amazing.
0: I would like to test you on your musical ability. Are you up for a game for I've guessed the note? Okay. Okay, great. Here we go. Round
1: one. A flat D. Excellent. Do, do the, well, that's a C major chord, it's an F major chord. Just a horrible noise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Done. Did I pass? Yep.
1: Outstanding. Excellent.
0: When you were a little boy, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, when I was a really little boy, I wanted to be a fireman. And after that, I didn't really think about it very much. I just wanted to do whatever I enjoyed. And I thought, I'll decide that later on when I have to.
0: So when you, when did you first start playing the piano?
1: I first started playing the piano when I was, I think I was five years old. And I can remember that I had a teacher, I think her name was Mrs. Forbes or Mrs. Forsyth or something like that. And I used to have to sit next to her on the piano stool to learn the things I was playing. And if I made a mistake, she would push me off the stool Oh so I quickly learned not to make any mistakes. And that way I got to stay on the stool.
0: That's horrible.
1: It wasn't that I, bad really. She was very friendly.
0: I'd just leave the class if he kept doing it to me, because I make lots of mistakes.
1: Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. I, I made lots of mistakes too, and I still do. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs>
0: how did you learn to get good
1: well that's a good question uh the most important thing is practice 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 and more practice and I think it's a combination of that and actually enjoying what you do because unless you enjoy playing the piano um then you don't want to practice and when I was small there were lots of times when actually I thought you know what I'm fed up of practicing now. And so I'd say to my mum and dad, do you know, what? I can't be bothered to practice anymore. I don't want to play the piano. And they would say, OK. And then I wouldn't do any practice for a couple of days. And then afterwards, I think "Oh, I'm a bit bored, actually. Um, I did quite like playing the piano. So maybe I will start practicing again. And then the more you practice, the better you get. And the more you want to practice. And it just goes and goes like that. And eventually um, you enjoy it so much that you just want to practice all the time.
0: And then you <laughs> get better and better at it.
1: And then that's how you get better and better. Exactly. You have to keep it going, though, because uh, even when you get good, you, you can't stop. It's like people who um, are, you know, football players or athletes. You have to keep practicing. Otherwise, um, otherwise you stop being quite so good.
0: did you always want to practice or sometimes did your parents have to make you do it
1: well I mostly wanted to practice not not always want to do it very much um but normally if I decided I didn't want to practice then I just wouldn't and then my parents wouldn't make me do it they just said well that's up to you james if you don't want to play the piano then that's up to you if you don't practice you won't get better and then that was um i would say they were encouraged me to practice but they they didn't force me and then um, you know uh, after a time i just started to really enjoy it and, and then i well, then i wanted to practice all by myself
0: how often do you practice now
1: oh <laughs> not enough Now I probably practice about once every two weeks (laughs) because the problem is I have another job now and also um, I have uh, small children, so I've got to look after them. So there's lots to do. There's lots to do. So I don't have time to practice as much as I'd like to, Uh, but I probably practice about once every two weeks. As I say, I really should practice every day even if it's just for a few minutes, but I, I just don't have time.
0: How long does it take to learn a new song until it's easy for you to play?
1: Well, that depends. Uh, depends how difficult the song is. Um, with a lot of the songs that I learn to play, um, they are what you call standards. And that means that they are... Um, all songs are different, obviously, but a lot of them are have quite a lot of similar things in common, lots of the same patterns, lots of the same things you have to play on the piano. So if I was learning a new standard, then that wouldn't take very long because um, I just have to you get to, to, to learn the melody line and then all of the music underneath uh, would, would normally um, go quite quickly. But if it was a very difficult piece of music, then it might take me several weeks to learn it properly I remember I played a uh, song at my wedding. That took a long time to learn because it was uh, it wasn't a standard. It was a, a, a different sort of song. It was quite difficult, and I also had to practice that when my uh, wife uh, Jessica was was not there. Uh, so it, it was difficult to do that. It took a long time, but it just depends. Yeah. Do you look
0: forward to go? Do you look forward? to going to
1: work yes I do um well I look forward to going to work do you mean my music work yeah yeah um yes absolutely S- sometimes you feel a bit tired and you, you just don't want to um to go and uh, play a concert play a gig but most of the time yeah I definitely look forward to it I mean they the fun thing about playing um gigs is that You know, you've been practising, if you've been practising on your own, you've probably been practising with other people if you're going to play with them at the gig. That's then an opportunity to have some fun, put it into practice and uh, entertain people, which is very much, it's very enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I have a challenge for you. Can you name your top three favourite jazz piano tracks all of the time?
1: Gosh. Top three favourite jazz piano tracks of all time. Of
0: all time.
1: Of all time. Well, uh, one of them is probably um, a piece which doesn't really have a name. I think it's actually called Part One, (laughs) um, which is from an improvised concert that was performed by um, Keith Jarrett. Um, in something like 1975 uh, a long time ago Um, and he didn't um, he just sat down and um, and, 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 and played and the first piece that he played I didn't have a name and as I say he just called it part one Um, but that was a piece of music that I listened to for the first time when I was at school in, um, in the library of my school and I put on some headphones I thought what's this Um, and I was transfixed and so that's always stayed with me. That's a very um, very uh, important piece of music for me. Now that's one, let me think if I can name two others. All-time favourite jazz piano tracks. Um... Well, I suppose another one actually would be um, a song called Take Five by Dave Brubeck, um, which is a song which my mother used to play to me on a record player when I was a child. And um, it was before I really knew how to play any jazz sort of thing. And so uh, I just listened to the sounds of it. I couldn't play it, but I liked listening to it. And I used to like it so much that I wanted to put it on all the time. So my mum said um, that I, was, I was limited to the amount of times. So I was only allowed to play it once every day or once every two days or something like that. And I'm glad that she did that because then I never got bored of it. It's a very popular piece of music and you hear it quite a lot, but I still like it. So that's two. And let me see. Um the third piece of jazz piano music that's my favourite of all time. Uh, I'm gonna have to take a minute to think about that. So just give me a minute.
0: My mum uh, makes me stop playing my music um, because you know, like um, Siri's and Alexis. Yes. I have Google, and she tells sometimes tell me to stop playing music. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, that's so so it over and over again.
1: Yeah, because sometimes, you know, if you play things over and over and over again, then you just get bored of them and then you don't want to listen to them anymore and that, that would be a shame. So, um, you know, so, so it's quite good. So, I mean, it might not feel very nice when your mum tells you to stop playing a piece of music, but you should probably be grateful because she's doing you good. It means that you can still enjoy it. Um, still trying to think of my third piece of music. I guess I should probably choose a piece of music, uh, a song by... Um, the person who's probably my favorite jazz pianist is a guy called Brad Meldau. He's an American jazz pianist. Um, He became famous in the sort of late 1990s and the 2000s. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one piece of music that he played in a um, live concert in Tokyo in Japan. And it's a song called um, Someone to Watch Over Me. And uh, he... He, as I say, he played this. Um, he played this live in this concert. It's a very, it's a very well-known song. It's a jazz standard, which is what I was just talking about earlier on. Um, but it's a very beautiful piece of music, and the way that he plays it um, really is, is beautiful. So I recommend that you listen to that. Excellent.
0: Can you describe exactly what it is like doing your job?
1: What exactly it's like? Well, I guess I would say there are two things parts to it. One is the practising part and the other is the performing part. In some ways they're quite similar, but the practising part is a very repetitive and quite lonely sometimes. You're sitting in a room on your own, playing the piano and you're playing the same thing over and over again uh, to try and get better at it and sometimes you're not even playing a piece of music you're just moving your fingers in a particular way a bit like training on an athletics track to get your fingers moving in a particular way and that can be quite tiring um, but it's also it sort of feeds your brain so you feel like you're um you feel very satisfied at the end of it and then, you know, you might do something else for a bit, do something else for a couple of days, come back and do the same thing again. And then suddenly you find that you can play it better. Um, so that makes you feel good. And then you carry on. And that's, that's how that works. And then the second part of it, actually playing uh, concerts and gigs. Um, in some ways, it's similar because you're concentrating very carefully on what you're playing. Um, but you have this sort of feeling that, uh, you know, people are listening to what you're playing. And you sort of feel connected to them and it's almost like you're having a conversation with them and you're, you're sort of talking to them, even though, you know, they're not, they're they're not saying anything, but you can tell that they're listening and you can see sometimes on their faces, how they're responding to your music. So it's a real, um, good feeling of interacting with people who are listening to you playing and also particularly with jazz music when you're playing with other people that's very much like having a conversation almost um, you look at them a lot and you can see what they're thinking sometimes you can anticipate what they they're going to play and um, you can really share in the experience so it's a real sort of uh, good, good good feeling of communicating with people even without using words
0: because you're in London, is it good that you can play performances um, outside of your house because it's the coronavirus?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, at the moment, it's even difficult to play co- concerts outside um, for the for, for most of things that I do because the the main group that I play with at the moment is called a, a big band. Uh, which is a, a group of about 17 or 18 musicians. Um, and then we play jazz music and and similar kinds of music. And although we do normally play a lot of concerts outside in the summer, uh, these concerts have unfortunately been cancelled because of the coronavirus. Um, because obviously, if you're sitting with a big group of people, we have to sit quite close together and um, we're not being able to, we, we can't do that at the moment. We also can't rehearse inside, of course. So haven't been able to do any of that, but... If you're on your own, obviously, it's a little bit different. And I don't know if you could say I've done any concerts outside, but there have been a couple of um, things in my street, actually, where we had gatherings of people. Um, everyone staying two metres apart, of course, um, but where, where I could sit on my doorstep and play the piano for, for people. And um, some of them we had songs where everyone sang along and so on. Um, and so that's, that's been great. And um, probably should have done more of it, really. But uh, yeah, that's 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 lucky. Lucky to be in a a street where there are lots of friendly people, and as you say, it's in London, so there's uh, so there are lots of houses close together, which means people can watch without having to leave their houses.
0: In normal times, is it helpful to live in London for this job?
1: Definitely, definitely yes, because. in England, at least, London is one of the places where the, where the most jazz music happens. Uh, lots and lots of people who live in London who either are good at playing jazz music or, or like to listen to jazz music. There are lots of good places where you can go and hear jazz music. And it's important if you're a, a, a musician, not just to play the music, um, but also to go and hear other people playing. And so, so London is—it's not the only place in in England by any means where you can do that, but it's a it's a really good place um, to see good good musicians, and it's a good place to uh, to play with other good musicians. I, I'm really lucky that I live about a mile from the place where I rehearse with my with my big band, which is in in central London. And there are lots of good players that come and and, and rehearse there. And it's not easy to find that outside London. So yeah, it's great.
0: Do you eat at work? Okay you gotta eat healthy. You gotta work out. You gotta straight your stuff.
1: Yes, I do eat at work. Um, if you're talking about playing gigs, then normally uh, depends on the sort of on the sort of thing. Um, so sometimes eating is you just take a sandwich or a bowl of pasta in a Tupperware box and eat it. Sat on a chair somewhere in a in a dressing room while you're getting ready to play, and you're crowded in front of other, you're various crowded in with with various other people. Um, sometimes you get um, a, a meal um, made for you in a restaurant if you're playing a gig in a restaurant or something, or maybe you're playing music for a wedding. You know, some some gigs are really good because you can play maybe for an hour or so, then you get a bit of time off and you can actually go and eat a really nice meal and then go back to playing. So um, sometimes in that kind of thing, it actually feels not really like you're working. It feels like you're just at a party, having a good time, and, and the food is, is a good part of that. Cool. Who pays you? Who pays me? Um, <laughs> quite a lot of the time, no-one pays me. And And I have to do what I'm doing for free, but most of the time... It's uh, the people who are listening to me play. So if you are playing for a wedding, then the people who are paying for the wedding will, will pay for you. Um, if you're playing in a, a pub or playing in um, a jazz club or something, then normally you get paid by the people who own the pub or the jazz club. But sometimes the money that they get for the concert to pay you with comes from all the people who've come to listen. Now, most of the time, that's how it works. Um, Sometimes you'll go in a pub and actually they'll pay you a small amount of money, which doesn't directly come from people who've come to the pub because they don't have to pay to buy a ticket or anything. Um, But because there's music in the pub, lots of people come to listen to it. And then the idea is that they spend lots of money eating and drinking, and that gives the pub more money to pay you. But ultimately, the the money comes from people who, who are listening to you play.
0: All right. Okay, thank you, James. Now I know you are really busy today, so I'll let you go. Okay. I
1: think
0: I have a good idea of what a jazz pianist pianist does now.
1: Great. Well, thanks very much for interviewing me, Gwen.
0: That's okay. Bye.
1: Bye. Have a nice day. A few moments later. So probably when I said that was just a horrible noise, actually that was inaccurate because um, I could probably have told you what the (laughs) (laughs) noise (laughs) was.
0: Let's just see who's lying, shall we?
1: Final round. An E, an F, a G, and an A.
0: Excellent.
1: Wow, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That was almost like a whole tone scale with G, A, B, and a C sharp in it. Outstanding. Oh, that was. There's a lot in there, that one. It's like a C major six chord. Impressive. Oh, that's easy, that's an E and an F. Oh, I have an E flat and an E. C and an E flat in there. Well done. Oh that was a little squeaky C sharp up the top there. Uh, there was an F in there, and then you were squealing at the top, but like a B and a C. It was delightful. Yay! Okay. Well done. Up,
0: done. Bye.
1: Bye bye. See you soon.
0: Thank you for listening and remember to rate, review and subscribe, please. In next week's episode, I will be interviewing an oceanographer who lives in Texas, which is extremely exciting. My class topic was oceans, so some of my school friends are going to help me interview him. It's the last episode before we take a bit of a break for summer. End of term special. Don't miss it.